Welcome. Please come in. My name is Brian, and I will be your host on this journey. Today's episode is a continuation of episode 3, where I explained a few basic concepts. I want to go deeper into the whys and why nots of what we are doing. First off, why can't I do this in the downward dog pose or sitting in the lotus position? Well, I guess you can, but this isn't yoga. One of our basic fundamentals is getting the circular flow of energies going, creating a bubble around you and flushing it through your body. If you poke that bubble in or cross your legs, now you're taking an extra convoluted path for that energy. The other thing is comfort. As I get older, I can't sit cross-legged for more than a minute or two without feeling pain in my legs, and I'm trying to clear my mind of distractions, not add to it. I keep getting distracted. How can I focus better? Don't focus. That is a conscious act. We are trying to be an empty mind. We are aware of the energy around us, but we aren't thinking about it. Well then, how can we move the energy without thinking about it? Ever listen to good music and find that your foot is tapping with the beat? You weren't thinking about tapping your foot. Your body just knew what to do without thinking about it. And that's all I want to say about that. Remember, this is a process of discovery, and I would not dream of spoiling the process for you. What's the difference between the external energy and the internal energy? The external is all the stuff around you and flowing through you. Yeah, that sounds an awful lot like the Force. Mm-hmm. I really hate to describe it in terms of Star Wars. As soon as you do that, people start to chuckle and make jokes and tune you out. We're not going to go there. Internal-wise, I picture it as an eyedropper full of food coloring that you are gently dispersing from the top of your head going down, only instead of food coloring, it is a warm flush of endorphins and neurotransmitters. You might see it or feel it as a wave washing down your body. You may not feel anything more than an intense feeling of relaxation. That's okay. This part really takes practice. But how do I let my body absorb it? Passively, you just let it flow. And actively, in a sense, picture the act of wringing a sponge out. You wring the sponge, water comes out. Now picture your body doing the opposite of wringing the sponge. Why do you keep saying chin up? When I first started this, and until I got better at finding that natural balance, that easy alignment of your body and head, I had a habit of slouching as I went deeper into meditating. So I had to remind myself all the time to sit up. We're not sleeping here. Plus, when you have been sitting motionless for a while, the small act of squaring your shoulders and tilting your head back just a tiny bit seems to release energy that is built up in your neck and spine. How long do we have to sit here? As long as something isn't distracting you, as long or as short as you want. It is tough to empty your mind if your leg is cramping up. 
Does this work better at the beach or in the mountains? There's no arguing that meditating on a quiet beach or a secluded forest will be a different experience, but it is absolutely not necessary to get out in order to have a rich experience. During the winter or bad weather, most of my time is spent in my home office or workshop. Wherever is quiet and comfortable is what works for you. How are we supposed to do this with you yammering in our ears? When you learn to ride a bike, eventually dad let go and you were on your own. Once you get the hang of what I'm saying, you will start to climb. So what do you call this stuff? Tai Chi? Qigong? Kung Fu? I don't know. How about Bifu? <laughs> There's probably three people in the world that will get that joke. Anyways, I hope this helps. Happy meditating.